Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Welcome to a special county final edition of the Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast. In this episode, we preview all three county finals taking place this weekend. Hear from each of the participants, as well as Cork LGFA PRO, Peter O'Leary. For the BCD and the junior finals, as it is for the senior, even though the senior will probably get more attention publicity-wise, I think it's the junior finals are just as equally important for the players and, and the clubs involved. On Friday, St. Val's and Introvers meet in the county senior B decider at Nemo Rangers. And then looking forward to a senior B final, sure, it's fantastic for any club, and, and the club season has just been brilliant from start to finish this year. Saturday sees a double header of county finals taking place at CIT. First up is the junior D football final between Rockbourne and St. Michael's. At 5 o'clock, it's the main event as Moore Abbey and West Cork meet in a county senior A decider for the third year in a row. We have benefited from, I think, that every club in the county will agree that they've benefited from um, having their county players available for them throughout the entire championship. So I think it's definitely something that um, could work into the future. St. Val's and Introvers are expected to produce a cracking senior B final on Friday evening. Ahead of the big game, the Big Red Bench caught up with Valz's former Cork inter-county star, Breed Stack, and manager, Tony Hughes. But first, we speak to Introvers banished door, Noel O'Connor. Noel, a county final for Introvers, Senior B Championship taking on St. Valz. How have preparations been going and what is uh, what is the outlook for the current week? Um, preparations are a bit, um, bit mixed there at the present moment. I suppose our players are playing Camogie as well at the... Um we kill uh, over the last couple of days in Farrow Needles over the weekend. So, um, so this week now is our first week back together again since um, the win over Kinsale. So we'll train away this week now, twice this week, and we'll play on Friday night. Um, that must be difficult from a manager's point of view because you're waiting for those games to be completed and hoping there's no injury scares. Any issues from the players? Um... Um, no, we have no issues. No, everyone came through. With, um, any of those players came through and there's no fear whatsoever. Um, and look, we, we just walk with each other and there's no problems that way, and thank God. Very good. Um, let's talk about that win over Kinsale because it was as, as impressive as the scoreline suggests. Um, how, how, have, how have things, like, I mean, there's a bit of a gap to the final. Was that a concern, you know, with the momentum that you would have gained from winning that, like you'd like to have played a little bit sooner? Um, I suppose, look, we knew that um, we were going to have uh, dual players in here playing games in here. I suppose we needed a... Uh, and needed um, a break in between it. Um, was a concern. I suppose, look, we were taking the game against Kinsale for what it was worth on the night, and we performed well enough to win the game. So we were happy enough just to get another game out of the season as well. So we took that on board going forward. Um, this is a tough test, to put it mildly, in the final against the team you know a lot about, I would imagine. A star-studded team. I mean, it's going to be very, very close, you would imagine. What are the kind of things you're going to work on this week? I suppose, like, we're, we're back again, um, training, I suppose, look, we to work on, one night, keeping ourselves from conceding goals or whatever, and defensively, um, and they're trying, trying to eliminate what we've done the last night, we were very disciplined on that, and hopefully we can match that again in the final. Yeah, a lot of the finals that have been played already, in all of, um, the defences have actually been the, the key factor in it, and it would be the same, I would imagine, in this Junior B decider. Sorry, Junior, senior, yeah. senior B. Um, oh, you look, defences win games in the day, and and forwards away make out how much you're going to win it but I suppose that it's going to be the same for us um, we're going to go and try and not concede it, uh, that much and to um, try and score out score at the other end How important and how valuable would winning a county championship be for this club? I suppose the present moment like, as I said like, before the semi-final we, we've struggled for numbers of 16s and 18s but 
I suppose any time that you win something or you get there completely, even there tonight now at, at training, you can feel there's a bit of a good atmosphere about it. And that's where we went three key going, keep that go- atmosphere going like we did last year and just keeping top of, the, top of it and hopefully we'll come on the right side of it. But there's a bit of buzz about it and a bit of people looking forward to playing it again. What about the younger players in your panel, Noel? Because it's a for some it may well be a new experience, but it's a, it's usually a kind of a nervy time leading up to a final. Yeah, I suppose look, we've we've this year we've um, two teams like between the juniors and the seniors, and both teams are working work trained together on each night is given, and um, they're they're doing their level best. And we've a lot of young players down to the age of fifteen. That but I always think that um, this is the way to introduce them to the to the big things is get them to play away with the seniors and everything get used to them get comfortable with it and this is another step in that road From your experience down through the years with this team with this club um, you know finals are nothing new to you but how important is it going in against St. Vaz that you, you just focus on your own game and don't concentrate too much on the opposition We're not, we're not going to be um, we're going to focus on ourselves and work for ourselves like this was like we went to work as a team as a unit um, we know the fellas are coming and coming all going hard win the game and no, no one goes to a final to lose it um, we were going to concentrate on ourselves solely like we did going into the Kintail and we solely concentrated on ourselves and everyone became responsible for the wrong job and field and they worked less than horses worked in Was there a moment this year Noel when you thought yeah look we're looking good now it looks like we could reach a county final I'm thinking of that that very important or very impressive early win over for Moy and, and the way he bounced back then from losing narrowly to Ahada he seemed to have gained a bit of momentum over the last couple of weeks is that fair? Um, possibly, uh, but I suppose look, we used the last game as a, like a, um, some of the drives on to say that it might be the la- it might be the the last game of the year, the last sixty minutes of football that we might play. Like you know what I mean, so we know now the next day so, uh, it's the last sixty minutes we're going to play in County Cork Championship in twenty twenty, and we're going to go and drive on and see whatever happens. Maybe we're not lose. We're going to go and enjoy the game, and I suppose. It's getting the finals is great and everything, but we uh, we started out this with an ambition this year of going further on the scenery. It didn't work out. We've fallen back into this, and we will take this on board as it was. Breedstack, a senior B county final for yourself and your club. Um, a lot of excitement, I would imagine, around the club this week. How are preparations going? Yeah, um, I suppose thankfully preparations have gone very well now the last um, few weeks. Um, probably didn't start the championship the way we wanted um, with loss versus um, by Rovers. Um, but thankfully, I suppose you know we've been steadily improving um, the last the last few games. And um, I suppose when you do get knocked out of the senior A championship, um, I think we got knocked out in the quarterfinal stage. Um, it is very disheartening. So it's lovely to have something to look forward to and. Um, I, I suppose we, we came up against Bright Rovers then again in the Senior B semi-final um, so we redeemed ourselves a bit, a bit from, from our first encounter um, and then looking forward to a Senior B final sure it's fantastic for any club and, and the club season has just been brilliant from start to finish this year Yeah I was going to ask you about that but firstly Am I right in saying you've you've developed a bit of a consistency? I know you've lost out in some games, as you mentioned, exiting the A Championship. But I, I get the impression Vals this year are raising their their levels that little bit of, again this year. But it's just finding that consistency, as you well know, is what you need if you want to be successful. Oh, big time! And um, I suppose yeah, like we we started, we had a few challenge games and training was going really really well before the before the first round and then look unfortunately we lost Marie Ambrose um, you know which is a massive blow to any club um, she's a 
fantastic uh, county player and is is very very consistent and was actually playing super super football this year. Um, so that was a real blow to us um, to lose her before the first round of the championship. So um, you know maybe we went in kind of not a, a full kilter um, into the first uh, first round versus Bright Rovers, but. Um, I suppose look, thankfully, um, training has been going very well. Um, it, it's it's difficult. It's it's a difficult championship in that if you do sustain any slight injury, you know you're really kind of up against the clock because um, it's condensed to the to the couple of weeks. But um, you know, thankfully, we've overcome um, a lot of the kind of niggly injuries that we had during championship, and um, and everyone is fit for for this coming Friday. Tony, a county final appearance in the senior B county this year. Um, how proud are you, first of all, of your club and your team to have reached this stage of the championship? Look, I, I think it's very important for for the club. We, we would still obviously have aspirations to, to, to be an A team and that's where we want to be. But with the young squad and this year was always going to be a progressive year and a learning year for both for the players and for us as management. Um, it's, it's, it's great that we have another game and uh, extend the season and have a chance to you know to to win a county B, which would be a, which would be, a, I think, a very progressive, productive, and a very good year for the, for for our senior team. Yeah, it was clear that that was the pathway you were looking for this year was to make that impact in the A grade, a very competitive A grade. But as you said, a young team and a young squad still learning. I mean, winning a trophy would be a big boost heading into next year, even though it seems like a long way away now. Um, yes, it would be a huge boost, you know, like we have, I think we have six players making their senior championship debut this year, which is, which is a huge number. Um, and, you know, next year is going to start very soon for us, you know, with, with the league. And so we, you know, we want to build on the momentum that we've created this year. We can see progress from match to match and improvements both as a unit and as individuals. And if we, you know, we can take next Friday night now as, a, as another, another stepping stone and use that as our starting base for next season again it'll be you know it'll be it's going to be a huge benefit to, to the club and uh, you know both for the players that we have and the fringe players we have 30 odd players training every night which is great and you know we want to keep that going keep that momentum going and build build for next year and future years Yeah you mentioned there the fact the squad numbers and it's a recurring theme when you're talking to managers and interviewing them for the big red bench one of the pandemic one of the few positives of a pandemic is that everyone is available exclusively to the club is this something first of all that you think is realistic in the future a club calendar and then an inter-county calendar and how much have you benefited from it um, yes I suppose again we, we're a young team and I suppose all, all, you know the majority of ladies, ladies senior teams are, are young and you would have had students travelling during the summer etc etc not having that this year has, has been a huge plus to us um, we've had a full, pretty much a full suite of a uh, of the, 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 the select from apart from one or two long term injuries um, also I think having the, the club season segregated from the, uh, the inter-county season is a big plus there's not the draw on players there's not players training an extra two or three nights a week with Cork as well as trying to squeeze in uh, club sessions I think for all clubs that's been a huge positive and certainly something that should be looked at going forward I think because it, it's a big benefit to, to everybody from a participation point of view and from a club development point of view, having, look, and again, I keep harping on about the younger players, but having our younger players training with our Cork players is a big plus for them as well. And that's something that, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have been the case for the past couple of seasons because, they, you know, they, our, our Cork players would have been with Cork and not, with, not training with the clubs. So all, all that is positive. And I think it, it, it's great for the development of, of club football in Cork. 
I know you have a lot of respect for introvers, you know all about them, but th- this is a big task for you um, uh, this weekend. This is a real challenge for you, but something you'd be hoping that you rise to, but they are a very, very solid team is how I described them, and a very, very, uh, plenty of experience, but a, lot, a bit of youth as well, but th- this is a big task for you. Oh, it is. We, yeah, we're, we're under no illusions, you know. Um, they have serious experience, uh, very experienced uh Management set up as well with, with Noel. It's it's my first year involved with a car, with a with a senior team. It's uh, Rory's first year and it's uh, Steve's first year involved with, with ladies football as a coach. So it's all learning for us. Uh, they, I would think look that they have a more probably a more settled squad with the experience that they've had in you know with, with, within Cork and the uh, Munster Intermediates in the past and last year and a lot of, a lot of experience there with. Uh, with 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 past and and present Cork players and you know yeah we're 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 up for the challenge we're looking we're looking forward to it but uh, it is a challenge but it's just the next challenge in in our development which is uh, which which is what we want we you know we want to challenge our players we want to challenge ourselves as, as a club and as a, a management team and we want to look if it, if it goes away great if it doesn't go away we'll be disappointed but we we will learn and we will take it on board for next season again. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. A double header of county finals begins in CIT on Saturday afternoon, with Rockbawn and St. Michael's clashing in the Junior D decider at 2 pm. The Big Red Bench caught up with St. Michael's selector Martin Lenahan, but first we hear from Rockbawn manager Alan Whelan. Yes, sir. Um, Rockbawn is a combination of the White Church and Cagnavar parishes. Um, it was founded. Um, about 25 or so years ago, in fact, by Valerie Mulcahy's mother, was one of the founding members. Valerie would be our most prominent uh, ex-player at this stage. Um, the club has got teams from under sixes right up to junior level. Um, huge numbers at this stage and huge volunteerism being seen out there. So it's, it's put, put the training is probably done at the White Church uh, GA facilities. Um, this particular junior team, has been together probably the last two years. We were beaten last year in the Junior D final by Nemo by a point and, and fortunate, fortunately we've come back this year and got back to the final again. So we're hoping we can go one better this year. Um, but it remains to be seen, I suppose, on Saturday. You know? Indeed it does. And as you mentioned there, you lost last year just only by a point. But this year, Alan, you've been going particularly well, winning all your group matches and then coming up against a, a pretty a well-regarded Ballinora team in the semi-finals. Yes, we, we, we were looking at the group campaign with Glamour, the schools, uh, Dunmanway, were, were tough games. But we, we were fortunate, I suppose, we did a lot of fitness work early in the year, and that brought us through maybe in the second half of those games um, with the girls, and, and even through, through the lockdown, there was kind of girls on individual work, so the, so the fitness levels were, were strong and high in that. And I suppose we were in a group where we had Glamour, second team, and, and Dunmanway, second team, so... That probably still helped us as well in that sense that we were able to kick on a little bit. But in our last Sunday was a very, very tough game. They were a very good side. Players like Keena Dooley and so on, you know, with Cork experience. But the girls in the last 20 minutes, again, kicked on a bit. We got a penalty. It's all true. And we were, you know, we've been lucky as well with injuries. We haven't had a whole lot of injuries this year. And that certainly helped. The big panel was 32 on the panel for uh, um, for Saturday which is great to see, you know, for a team that we probably were struggling three years ago to field. You know, we've good numbers, we've good numbers coming through from under 16 and minor again. But it's, it's, it's very important for the, for the club to try and get up the grades, I think, you know, to get back to where they were back a number of years ago when players like Valerie and so on were playing that they, they, they I think they won the 
a county or to an area level a number of years ago. And we need to, with our, our ambition is to get back up the grades with the players we have. We probably have seven minor players starting on Saturday. So, you know, hopefully over the coming years, as they, as they grow and mature, that's, we, we'll be able to go up the grades and, and, and compete at higher levels again. That's the thing about Rockbourne, Alan, that there, there was a time when a lot of people would have known through Valerie Mulcahy and her inter-county experiences and being up high in the grades, as you said, that you were pretty well known. And like all teams, you go through a different cycle. You, sometimes you have to drop down a couple of grades to get back yeah. up. But apart from that, what would winning a county trophy mean, especially for those younger players um, looking into the uh, in the upcoming years and seasons ahead? I think it would mean a huge amount to all of them. I think they've worked so hard in the last couple of years. There's a great camaraderie within the team amongst all the girls. And they see this as, you know, I suppose they, they, the disappointment they had with last year, they see this as a you know, huge step. We keep talking about a process for them that it's not just this year or last year. It's about over a long period of time because they're so young. And they see, you know, to, to win to, for any team to win trophies, it brings them on hugely. And I'm sure Michael will have the same view that they want to win it for that reason you're a very good side but we want it because it's going to be the girls on leaps and bounds their confidence their self-belief and as well as that then for the younger girls in the club the, you know the, the 9, 10, 11, 12 year olds that will look up to the older girls in the club that will push them on a little bit that they'll want to keep going so there's better retention of girls playing sports that's very important for us out there that we don't want to see the fall off that you see so often in, in girls football and camogie that we want to retain the girls and I think if, you've, if you're a top team in the club um, success that you see out in places like Moore Abbey and so on where the success the younger girls keep at it and keep at it and it's huge for the club that way so we were, we're very focused on that So it's a big day Alan for the club not just not just particularly for the younger players but for the entire communities and the people involved behind the scenes you'll be anxious though to play the final and not the occasion Absolutely I mean we, we said after the girls what it was on you know there's a bit of like yourselves PR and, and, and you know articles and Pictures being taken and programs being there that would not ordinarily happen in a day's match. But it's very much for the, we said to the girls that, you know, they focus from two o'clock till half past three. It's, it's the match, win the match and enjoy everything after that. And if you don't do that, you don't, there's no enjoyment in anything because they'd be very disappointed. So it's a focus for the girls. We, we train tonight, we train Thursday night. And from there, they get their focus right. They've, you know, they were good, they were mature, even though they're young, they're mature in that sense. A number of them have been with you know, representative teams coming up and they understand what it means to prepare for a game. So it's about getting out at 2 o'clock winning, trying, doing our best to win the match and, and then enjoying it from there. Martin, St Michael's are in a county final. First of all, how important is that for the club and what 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 kind of a boost has it given everyone involved? I suppose we'd be the minnows, I suppose, in the club scene, but you know, with regards to the min side of it, but... Um, it's a great boost. Uh, St. Michael's in general are, are going very well in board codes um, as our Blackrock and the holding side of it. But for, I suppose, the girls to reach a second county final after winning their county final last year, it's great credit to them. Um, we, I suppose we'd be classed as being the Minos going into the final um, on Saturday. We're well aware of that, Richard Harrison. We're well aware of Rock Dog would be a, a very seasoned side, Richard Harrison. Very unlucky not to beat Nemo. We'll say from last year, so I would expect we'll say Rock Bond to be overwhelming favourites, but it is great to be there. Um, you know, the girls have been great, it's all down to them. We do as much as we can with them. Uh, Margaret Golden, who's the Bonnet Store, and Brendan Quinn, 
who came on board this year has brought a new, fresh and leaf of life, I suppose, to the girls in general. But it's great. It's great to be actually playing, I suppose, football and hurling, which has been going on with COVID-19 in the year that's in it. We thought from the very outset we wouldn't be playing any matches. And here we are, I suppose, uh, in September, and we're in the county final. And I suppose the Lord is great to be there. How has balancing the camogie and football commitments gone? I know you've reached the county final in the football, but how much communication is needed to keep that going? Huge, and it's a huge draw, I suppose, when you have just, I suppose, a small nucleus of players, and I suppose other clubs out there in the country would be kind of experiencing the same things, especially when you come to the business end of it. That's the better players, I suppose, or the older players, a lot of them are playing dual, uh, but you're rather playing hurling and with uh, camogie football. Um, they're the better players I suppose uh, not saying that not the younger players coming through also give a great I suppose they keep the older ones on their feet but uh, the stronger players they are playing both and uh, you'll be talking I suppose about the men and the jewel players the girls and the women have been doing this for years which I can't like and there was no there was no tea about it like so maybe the the fairer sex as Bishop Buckley uh, often said on the Monday night below on the mile where would we be without the women Um they're great, they're absolutely fantastic but you know, to actually be able to play both chords and give a great account of themselves we'll say in getting with we'll to the business in the year and BlackRock were very unlucky I suppose a far to go against Inneskeen in the semi-final uh, of the intermediate county but you know, like, so even though they were beaten I suppose on the day by I won't say a better team uh, they had their chance uh, and just didn't put in the skiing away, it has given us, I suppose, a small bit of lease of life that we can concentrate now since then on football only. Um, and that, that's very important going into, uh, I suppose, a football county final on um, Saturday next to us, Rock Barn. Really at a footballing site, which uh, will be concentrating on football totally 100%. Yeah, it is. It, it sounds like you're up against it, Martin, but at the same time, strange things happen in finals and this boost that you've gotten um, to get to the final and the progress that you're obviously making on and off the pitch, just finally, if you were to cause an upset, what would mean, What would winning a county championship, football championship, mean? Well, sure, look, um, I know we're only a curtain raiser to do the senior game outside, but to, to actually have a chance of playing we'll say in CIT I suppose to our girls that's like playing in Parky Ring or Parky Kiev. Uh it's huge um, and finals I always say look they're a once-off game what has gone before and what will happen after people will talk about it but it's on the day itself some teams I suppose will up their game and you'll have favours but I always believe that in the final it's 50-50 um, it'll affect some people it'll affect players in different ways um, things can go right in the day, things will go wrong in the day, but you know, but if your team prepared very well, which now that I'm going to know in our fairness and they have and it's given huge commitment. Uh, Margaret has come over the border to us, I suppose, from Kerry. Um, she has a lot of all her medals in her own pocket, shall we say, like so she brings kind of the you know acuteness and a bit of freshness, we'd say, to the girls like um, and it's great, it's absolutely fabulous what you got. And it's a great I suppose again for where people are at um, I think I, I said on, on the hurling come over side of the day that we were actually in Castle Road I think the powers that be kind of need to have a look again we'll say at annoying people back in to see these games because uh, the people that go to all these games and especially county final they're all family their sisters their brothers their father their mothers what you heart like you know and the powers that be need to have a look at this again I suppose and let people back in to see uh, in a safe way 
believe me in a safe way with Gerard, especially in the county final. Um, we need to give a boost and hopefully to be sat out of headquarters. But yeah, it's great. It's great to be there. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. The biggest ladies football match of the season sees Morn Abbey and West Cork battling it out for the Cork LGFA Senior A football title for the third year in a row at 5pm in CIT on Saturday. The Big Red Bench spoke to the reigning County Munster and All-Ireland champions captain Breed O'Sullivan and manager Shane Ronane. Firstly, let's hear from West Cork manager Brian McCarthy and Cork Inter-County goalkeeper Martino O'Brien. Brian, here we are again uh, for the third year in a row. West Cork are back in a County uh, Senior A final against uh, a team you know very well at this stage, Morn Abbey. But talk to me about the evolution of this particular group of players, not just since the start of the season, but since last year. Um, and how pleased you are to have people to be back in a final with them. Thanks, sir, for having me, first of all. And, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to Saturday. Um, I suppose the transformation is that we also we lost some girls last year. And when you lose girls of the quality of your Cotter and O'Leary, you're, you're looking at where can you try and replace them. But I suppose what we've done this year is looked internally. Um, we've given girls a chance. Um and in fairness to the girls, they've embraced it quite a bit. Yes, we, we've got some new girls this year from Bandon and other clubs who've come along and want to be part of this journey and be part of the squad, and absolutely fantastic they've added to that. But, um, yeah, I suppose if you look at it, people have made it known that, look, we've used three midfield bearings this year already, and that's due to circumstances, whether it's injury or, or girls are away or girls are missing or through to injury or whatever it may be, but... Look, it is what it is, and look, the squad is there, and we're ready to go. Um, it's when and the build up to a county final, which most of the players in your squad are used to know, Brian. Um, how important is it, like that, the focus is there? It's it's more difficult for you because all, a lot of the players are still involved with their clubs. But how has the preparation gone in terms of getting together? It's, it's gone pretty good, sir. I have to say, considering other years where you know, clubs are involved in in finals, I suppose. Um, obviously, we kind of killed the Valley Rovers doing so well last weekend. Um, they've look, they've had their celebrations, but in fairness, the girls are involved. They've, they've tuned in this week. They've committed, um, and yeah, look, we're, we're ready to go for Saturday. It's as simple as that. Um, we 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 hope to put in a good performance, and if that performance takes us to the Holy Grail, fantastic. But look, at the end of the day, we've huge respect for the opposition um, and uh, huge admiration for the opposition for what they've achieved. But um, look, it's as simple as this the two teams will go to battle on Saturday and um, it should be a really good battle. Did you learn much from the drawn game in the opening group or is this a completely different set of circumstances now? It's a completely new, different set of circumstances. Um, to our, look, the group game is the group game. I think both teams probably feeling their way into it to see where they are exactly um, and in progressing. And like the games after that, both teams were getting better and better. Um, and... I think it'll, it'll be totally do game, Jar. It's as simple as this. I think both teams will learn X amount from each other from the first day. But um, it, as I say, it's a new game. And um, I, look, we'll be ready to go. Um, from your own point of view, uh, it was a slow start, much like Morn Abbey, that you were getting your finding your feet. You didn't have an awful lot of time to do it because you had so few group games. But has there been a gradual progression to that semi-final where you put up a good score um, to get to the decider? Yes, there has. Um, I think internally the girls have put um, big pressure on themselves this year. Um, I think 
they knew that they were very disappointed with last year's performance and that's been a motivation trying to get there again this year and perform better on the big day. Um, but to get there, we have to perform better and better. And I suppose we looked at things internally and how we can improve as a squad and as a team and become more of a team on the field. And we, we've, we've asked the girls to do one or two different things and they've embraced it. And um, look, touch wood so far, it's gone pretty well for us. And just finally, Brian, what would winning a county A title uh, mean, not just to yourselves and the players, but for the whole of West Cork football? It'll be a huge boost for West Cork football to have a senior A title in, in West Cork. I think people say, oh, West Cork, we such a big pick, and et cetera, et cetera. I look, you hear no argument for me in terms of that, but geographically, it's... We're, we're, we're huge and trying to get the girls together and might be lucky to have maybe once a week and look, it has its drawbacks against a normal club situation however these girls are focused they are they're ready we believe they're ready um, yes like any big day you need to rub the green you need maybe a few referees to go with you you need everything to go with you on the day but look we're looking forward to it um, it's our third time there and I think the girls know it's a situation where that they realise that they have to win it sooner rather than later. And look, if that's Saturday, fantastic. And if it does, I think for not just the clubs themselves, but for the younger girls coming through in West Cork, looking at it, that have a chance to play with the West Cork senior ladies when they get when they get older. Um, if the clubs are not senior, well then that's a huge Philip for West Cork football. Breed, it's county final week yet again, something that Mourne Abbey have gotten, I'd say it's fair to say, used to over the last uh, number of years. Does it change much as a player when you're leading up to such a big and important game or are you using all your experience just to make sure that you're ready for the day and you play the game and not the occasion? Um, no, I think, you know, uh, you're always going to be excited for our county final. Um, you know, I think this year more so than ever, there was oh, so much uncertainty around the whole championship and whether it would be played or not, um, or whether, you know, anything would be played. I think that we're just so happy to be playing football at this stage of the year. And um, we're just so happy that the competition went ahead and that Cork Ladies Football um, put so much effort into organising the competition this year of all years. How have you found the fact that it's been all club and not inter-county? Is it something that you think could work in the future? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I think for us, like, we do have quite a small panel of maybe, you know, 24, 25 players. And, you know, if you were to take the six or seven girls that are playing with Cork out of that, um, you know, it doesn't leave massive numbers for training. So... It's definitely been um, great for us, and you know, it makes it made training sessions way more enjoyable. Um, you know, knowing that there's going to be big numbers at training, and I think for the purposes of management, trying to you know decide on what we're going to do with the session, it's great to have all our players at our disposal um, to work on you know different things like you know kick out strategies and so on. So I think it's definitely something that. Um, we have benefited from, and I think that every club in the county will agree that they've benefited from um, having their county players available for them throughout the entire championship. So I think it's definitely something that um, could work into the future. Um, I've always been impressed with the Mornabi, the hunger and the intensity that you bring, irrespective of what game it is. You just you play at the absolute limit. 
um, no matter who the opposition is, and you're going to have to do that this weekend again. Is it fair to say, Breed, that you started slow? I mean, you had a couple of injuries the first day against West Cork. You were finding your feet against their rogue, but that it all fell into place the last day in that semi-final. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, we, you know, I think we were very disappointed with um, how we played in those um, round-robin games. And um, I think that after those games, we really put the head down. And we were lucky that a few girls were coming back from injury and that. Um, so they definitely brought a different aspect of training when um, they came back in. Um, but, you know, I think that after the um, Aero and Robin game, we really just put the head down for a few weeks and worked really hard on getting the fitness levels up and so on. And um, thankfully that paid dividends for us in the semi-final there a few weeks ago. A lot of people focused on the scoreline, Breed, as they did with West Cork, to be fair, as well. But I think from... A neutral's point of view from people that know about you, that performance, that intensity, the returning players, it all just seemed to fall into place. And it's exactly the kind of performance, irrespective of the score that you need heading into such a tough final. Yeah, definitely. You know, not taking away from um, Laura Fitz's comeback of five goals, but, you know, there was players all over the pitch coming back from injury who put in unbelievable performances, like, you know, more there in midfield. Um, didn't play a lot of football at the start of the summer, but like um, was able to slot straight back in the middle of the field and put in an absolutely massive performance. And like the likes of Anna Ryan, um, you know, is only like 17 years old, but she came in back from injury as well um, in wing back and had an absolutely massive performance as well. So I think that all of those players really, um, really added to the team um, coming back, and um, it really helped us to get over the line in the semi final. Um, there's no point in saying, you know, you look who you're playing in the final because you've met now for three years running and in the group stages as well. You know each other quite well yourselves in West Cork. Huge amount of respect there. But I think you bring the best out of each other when you meet each other. You both want to win so badly. Is that a fair comment? And how much are you looking forward to the challenge of Saturday? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think even in the round robin game, like I don't think that it was, I don't think the, the quality of football was very high but like I think for any neutral or any person watching the game would say that it was still very exciting you know um, I think that we're definitely two evenly matched teams and the round robin game showed that um, that ended in a draw so um, you know I think that it all leads up to what will hopefully be an exciting match on Saturday And just finally Breed um, I've, I've mentioned it before I think you remain the benchmark in the county and in the province if not the country itself you don't tend to get the credit you deserve, I think, outside the county bones. Is that something that bothers you? Or are you just ultra-focused on the next match and you just take it one game at a time? Um, you know, I wouldn't say so. Like, It's always nice to get a bit of recognition, recognition from uh, for your achievements. But, um, you know, I think the community of Morn Abbey has never been shy in um, showing how proud they are of our achievements over the years and... You know, um, the support that we get from the community in Moorabbey and from all our family and friends um, just shows, you know, how much they enjoy coming to our matches and um, how proud they are of our achievements over the years. So, um, you know, I think that's enough for us. Shane Ronan, it's the week before another county final appearance for the mighty Moorabbey. First of all, um, I guess you are well used to this situation and your players are used to the situation uh, qualifying for finals over the last number of years. How easy or difficult is it to make sure that complacency doesn't sink in simply because you've been so successful? 
I suppose, look, the advantage of having been in so many finals is, you know, what the week is like and what to, what to prepare for. And I suppose, uh, you know, we know the game is on Saturday and we've been used to that for the last few years. So, I suppose, preparation-wise, the girls are used to the build-up to it. Um, but they treat every final, uh, you know, nearly every game, I suppose, as, you know, as a huge challenge. And they know that that is. So, there's no complaints in the squad that, uh, I suppose, after the fall in the semi-finals, that was packed the following week of training and they're going to be working very hard and the focus has been on West Cork and making sure our own game is right as well. So, you know, the, the advantage is we know what, what's ahead of us, but there's no complaints to be there because they're, I suppose there's a hunger for success there that um, has made them into the champions that they are. They don't treat any game lightly and I think, you know, I think that it's a good thing having the experience of, of the, of the build up to the final. There, there shouldn't be any um, major nerves. They, they know what they have to do and uh, they're used to that situation at this stage. Yeah, and that's a good point that you make because there was a lot of attention to the scoreline of that semi-final against Arrow. But that aside, your progression from the opening game when you were short a few players and there was injuries to where you are now, you must be pleased. Yeah, look, we're, we're delighted, I suppose. Earlier on the summer, I would have been uh, concerned at, at the situation we were in. You know, having lost a number of players from last year and the fact that we had a lot of injuries, you know, uh, I was just praying that we'd get through the first couple of games and that we'd, we'd get ourselves in a position uh, that we would have the three-week period in between the group games and the, and the semi-final and, and look, it worked out nicely for us. Um, and I think, you know, the, the work that was done in those three weeks is, is, is paying off now and the performance the last day certainly showed that. You know, again, as I said, we're not going to dwell too much on the scoreline of that. It, it, it's a semi-final, a semi-final, but we're winning if we won by a point. We'd still be in the final, so... Look, we're delighted with, with, with the way we performed last and the progression we've made since since the 28th of July. You know, there has been huge progress made in the squad, but I think you know the fact that we were so long out of it. Um, you know, the, we would have we wouldn't have come back at all like uh, compared to other teams. You know, we'd only one session done before uh, the lockdown came. So look, I think the freshness is in the squad as well, and I think that's you know the all goes well for the rest of the year. Um. One thing about you this year, Shane, that is different. Some of the players that people on the outskirts or outside Morabi wouldn't normally associate with the headlines. The likes of Ellie Jack are starting to put their hands up now for, for, for first-team selection um, and a few others on the fringes as well. That's got to be good news for you because it's pushing your established players. Yeah, look, it's, it's fantastic. That, you know, there's been serious competition within the squad the last few weeks, especially like the Ronaldo with three changes made from the... Uh, the original ARO game to the ARO semi-final game you know like Sarita Walsh who's been around the squad for a long time you know is now on the team you know she's really stepped it up this year Ellie Jack was on the team for you know majority of the campaign for the last few years you know she missed out at the end of the campaign last year but Ellie came back with a bit in her teeth and she's playing unbelievable football and Ryan again was on the team when she was only 14 played the county final two years ago uh, you know hasn't really featured a whole pile since um, but again has stepped up this year you know, like the Kate O'Brien with Molly Brock, they're, they're, they're just, you know, they've stepped up this year. I thought they're filling the gaps that have been created by the likes of Sheila, Noel being gone, Emma Harrington being gone. Um, you know, I think they've stepped up to them. They've put great competition with, 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 within the squad. And, you know, Kira Callahan, there again, a girl who didn't feature much for us last year, has started the games this year. Didn't start the last year, but came on and did very well. And pushing very well at training. Ashton Cronin, again, wasn't on the team for the last couple of years has been playing games this year. You know, the, the appetite, I think, and you know, I was very, very pleased with their attitude of training. We said, the night after we played our own couple of girls who hadn't started, you know, they were, they were very hungry and, you know, the attitude of training has been very, very good since and I think that's pushing everybody else on. There's no, no uh, room for complacency and, um, you know, like Laura Fix who didn't play as that year, 
she knew she had to work very hard to get back in the team and she knows she has to work hard to stay there despite how long over the last day but I think that's very good for the squad and it's something that we, you know, last year we had two or three subs who could come on every game and, and even though we've lost uh, three players this year from that from that panel I think that, you know, there, there are two or three or four players who can come off the line for some making impact and I think that's going to be very important for Saturday again. Speaking of respect, you know all about your opponents um, this week. Uh, it's the third time in a row and you've played them often enough now. They clearly respect you as well and you're expecting nothing less than an intense battle. But am I right in saying West Cork have brought the best out of you over the last three years? I, I'd say so. Like, you know, and I, I think, you know, thinking back to that strong game um, two years ago, it certainly uh, why we were disappointed on the night that we drew. I think it was, it was probably one of the factors in us winning the All-Ireland that we were able to you know, do a lot of self-reflection on where we were and what we were doing wrong. And we could have allowed that a CIT that night winning by a point and we wouldn't, probably wouldn't won the other. And so, um, you know, West Cork have really pulled up to us. Um, you know, and I suppose the fact that we are already qualified for Munster has never even come into it in our minds. You know, we want to, we want to win the Munster Championship, you know, as Cork champions. And I think, look, West Cork have really, we played them, you know, it's twice every year now for the last four years or something like that. And it, it's, it's really been a, a ding-dong battle every every day. You know, look, we've got to run them there a couple of times in the last year's final. We got a couple of early goals, I suppose. You know, for a club team when they get ahead like that, it's it's, it's kind of it's harder for the division team to pull it back. Um, but we know that this year, you know, West Cork are playing great football. You know, they were very impressive and they did their, they responded to our big win with their own with their own big win in the semi final. Look, we know ourselves that night in one we were very lucky to come out there with a draw. The first Cork had taken their chances. Um, you know, they would have beaten us. I think they're running every day. They go up against us, and I think. That's something we really have to be ready for. We have to up our game because they they certainly got the bit between their teeth. They're, they're very hungry as well. Two West Cork uh, clubs, you know, winning last weekend is going to give them, you know, have great confidence going through the squad as well. So winning county finals helps you no matter what grade it is. And I think, you know, that confidence will certainly build into the West Cork squad and they won't be, uh, I don't think they're going to be fearing us. They, they know if they perform, they can beat us. We know if we perform, we, we can beat them. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be a close game again. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. It's been a busy few months for Peter O'Leary, but the Cork LGFA PRO took time out of his hectic schedule to speak to the Big Red Bench and preview this weekend's Ladies Senior A and B Finals. Peter O'Leary, PRO of the Cork LGFA, I think it's fair to say that this is currently probably the busiest time you've ever had in this particular role. Uh, yeah, without question, I think the last week has been the, the busiest and, and this week and next week are going to be... Uh, Equally as busy because I suppose you know it's it's just as important for the for the B C D and E junior finals as it is for the senior. Even though the senior will probably get more attention publicity wise, I think it's the junior finals are just as equally important for the players and, and the clubs involved. So yeah, it's, it's very busy because we're trying to give everyone equal and equal I suppose share in the publicity as well, John. And to be fair, we're coming off two very, very good finals. Valley Rovers lifting the uh, junior A trophy, Clannacilty getting over Glanmire, and I suppose the one common thread with those games already those finals um, Peter as you mentioned has been the level of interest both through social media and through streaming yeah I think I suppose one of the one of the few pluses of, of, of the current situation that we're all facing ourselves in is that interest in the games has been huge because simply I suppose people can't actually get to see them in person so the streaming and the the, the tweeting and, and the publicity in the papers and stuff like that yourselves and, and the lads are giving is huge because I think it's it's giving play, it's giving people that can make the games it's giving them a, an option to, to, to view them at home in the comfort of their house and the safety of their house as well also 
I guess one of the things with the pandemic, Peter, was when it began, we didn't know if there would be any football, let alone a club, a club season and then an inter-county. But it appears that the teams that have their inter-county players with them are benefiting. Yeah, I think there's no question about that because I mean, even even last Tuesday night, no, I was I was in Clonakilty, um, just doing PR for the doing a bit of PR work before the the final on Saturday, and I just had a, a brief conversation with Martina and uh, Martina O'Brien, and she had said that she'd never trained as much with her club in the last nine or ten years, and that she was loving it. So I think, and I think it just showed in in, in the results on Saturday as well because she's such a driving force. So I think the clubs are benefiting hugely because obviously the inter county players are, are girls who who give huge commitment to. To the to the set up when when in normal season and I suppose they can only kind of give a certain amount into the clubs because of constraints with the intercounty game. But this year it's kind of on the other foot where it's an uninterrupted club season and it's um I think it's certainly benefiting the benefiting the teams that, that that these girls are playing with and I think the girls themselves are enjoying this as well hugely because it's given them opportunities to play with their with their club friends and club mates and, and maybe family members as well. So it's I uninterrupted. So I think it's fantastic for them. Indeed it is. Now let's look look ahead to another busy weekend. And we start on Friday night with a cracking Senior B Championship County Final. St. Val's and Interovers, a club you know very, very well, on a Nemo Rangers ground um, at, with an 8 o'clock throw-in. Talk us through this one. I mean, these are two very, very talented teams. Yeah, I suppose, look, I mean... Dallas will probably feel that they were a bit unlucky not to progress to the to the semi final of the of the senior A championship where uh, I suppose a late scoring flurry by Airog and to against playing against Mon Abbey. So you know, Vals Vals will, will definitely be you know, a tough not to crack I think for Inch on, on Friday night. I suppose the flip side is Inch have huge wealth of experience in the likes of the Welches and Angela and Amory and, and, and Kira and, you know, adding Jessica Shane her sister Danielle and Lydia Williams and it, it you know it could be a serious battle around the middle third of the field um, to call us it's going to be very difficult I, I, I suppose if if Inch can win around the middle third of the field they possibly may have enough to, to win the game but you know Vels were very very impressive tonight that I saw them playing against Kinsale and, and, and put Kinsale to the sword in the second half um, and I suppose as I said just they were unlucky against their own maybe lack of concentration for a goal probably cost them so you know, you'll be you'll be like if they have young downs playing up in the forwards, it's going to be very difficult for them to um, could be difficult for Inch to get a win. But I'd say I'd sit in defence and say maybe a draw. <laughs> very good. Well, speaking of that, and speaking of trying to figure out who's going to win a tight final on on Saturday, the big one, the uh, Senior A Championship final between Moran Abbey uh, and West Cork, that takes place at five o'clock in CIT with Justin Murphy refereeing. Um, it's the third time in a row, third year in a row, that these two bohemets, I think is the best way to describe them, have gotten to the final. What are we looking at? And what are we looking at in terms of where is this going to be won and lost, Peter? Well, I suppose they, they, they played each other in, in the first round of the group stages back in July outside Mon Abbey. And I suppose on the night, Mon Abbey themselves would be the first to admit that they were probably lucky enough to get to get a draw, even though it, it was West Cork. Who got the equaliser towards the end? But, you know, West Cork were very dominant at different stages in that game. Um, and likewise, again, Mon Abbey went out the second game against their Oak and for 50 minutes were seemed to be a bit lackadaisical even though they were still level with 10 minutes to go but then pulled away um, I think for me one of the, the most notable things was they didn't score a goal in their first two games mm. but they had Laura Fitz back from injury in the semi-final against Airog and you know not alone did she score five goals she was probably involved in another four or five out of the 12 or 11 sides they got so she, 
like she's a massive addition to them in the forward lane and she's going to be a serious handful for West Cork to 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 you know to, to guard I would have said at the beginning of the campaign that I thought West Cork were, were looking very strong you know I suppose I probably saw more on Abbey closer than anyone else in the semi-final because I was reffing it and they were massively impressive I thought Captain Breed Sullivan gave an absolute display out around the middle third every third of the field she was all over the place and um, I suppose you know West Cork is their third year in a row being in the final against Mon Abbey and one of them including a replay and um, I just think Mon Abbey will just have that bit of experience and know-how and news and they have you know you look at their team sheet they have just have massive leaders all over the pitch and that's not what's saying that, that West Cork don't uh, but for me if you were to if you were to call us I think I, I can't see past Mon Abbey retaining their title um, people probably give out to me for saying that but I, I can't I, I just think Mon Abbey have have the best players and I think that Mon Abbey's forwards will, will, will win the game and on, 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 on Saturday I just think that they're I don't, I don't, I don't see them being beaten by West Cork So that's it for another Ladies Football Podcast Good luck to all the clubs competing in this weekend's county finals Remember to subscribe to The Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts You can also listen online at redextra.ie don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and guests between 6 and 7pm every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench on all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm